Hello, and welcome back to the Men You're Not Alone podcast. In this episode, I want to touch on this Tartarian flood of maps, flood of Tartarian stuff that popped up when the mud flood started surfacing, or discussions of the mud flood. And I've always kind of always been on the fringe. I have been since at least the age of 11. That's 43 years. By the time I was in my freshman year of college, I was spending a lot of my time in the archive sections of a university library, a large university library, not spending my time reading a lot of the stuff that was out on the shelves, but going to the archive sections to look for really old stuff that I wasn't allowed to take out of the archive. Or if I could take it out of the archive, I had to have it brought by a librarian to like the by the reference desk where I could sit and open it and read it, but I had to be in proximity to a librarian or somebody that worked for the library so that they knew I wouldn't damage or run off with the book. Because I wanted to look at some older records of stuff. There was something, even by the time I was 18, this would have been 88 maybe, 87, there was something inside of me that was watching. I was watching disinformation finding root. I was watching a penchant for drama, a penchant for getting your ears tickled. I know it wasn't new then. It had been existing before. Maybe it was just that I became aware of it somewhere in that age, 16 to 18, right in that range, that there was there was a tendency of, of us as people to gravitate toward wanting to have our ears tickled, just as a warning that Paul issued that in the latter days, people would want their ear tickled, their ears tickled, like things that make them tingle, that keep them from being bored. They're exciting to hear, even if they're totally false. When I was young, in my formative years, I spent a lot of time with one of my grandfathers. I actually spent a lot of, a fair amount of time with both of my grandfathers. And one of them was an avid historian. He also was on the French. He was just a free thinker. He was not a Kool-Aid drinker. This is a man born born in 1911. He, he came to adulthood in the heart of the Depression, served in World War II. He didn't have an easy life, but he also wasn't a Kool-Aid drinker, got an eighth grade education, which back then is actually probably the equivalent of graduating with a bachelor's degree, if not moving in the direction of a master's degree. And that grandfather for me was a tremendous inspiration to think for ourselves. He never told me what to believe. He would always entertain a discussion of anything with me, and he enjoyed that. But he would never give me a concrete answer. He would just kind of bump me along to ask me what I was using for sources. Had I considered looking in some other place? Have I found multiple sources where I could corroborate that or find some sort of evidence with it? If not, probably good to keep it on the margin, view it as conjecture or speculation, that may pan out to be true, but it could also be a total falsehood. My grandpa had a library of really old books, which inspired me to do the same. And my grandpa always had an extra building where he lived that he used as his library. It was always my favorite place in his house or at his house. I would go spend time out in the, in the library and I would dig through old books. I found it fascinating to read books that were hundreds of years old. I found it absolutely fascinating to see. It was like looking through a lens back in time because I've always had a passion for understanding what it's like to be in people's shoes, 
things like that. I enjoyed looking through and reading these books. I would just sit out there and and read them and read through stuff. And, and I learned a lot by looking through some of that stuff. And my, my grandpa had warned me. He said, if you'll notice the books from back here, meaning like the early 1800s, the 1700s, he had a lot of really old ones. Some of his books were in different language. and th- He understood what those books were. He didn't randomly buy books. He bought old books for a reason because to him, they had something that he foresaw that there would be forces coming. There would be a mindset coming that would seek to erase the existence of books that contain this kind of information. And it's not like it's some kind of top secret information. It's just a general knowledge that they wanted to make go away for a different narrative. So those are the kind of books that he, he tended to seek. And he had a lot of books that were rare and also worth a lot. He had old Bibles, really old Bibles too. Well, I've still got some of those books. I got rid of, I mean, I built up a fair number of really old books on purpose, kind of like my grandpa did, not random. I didn't just look for old books. I looked for old books that I would actually read, ones that I, that gave me a snapshot of something 150 years ago. What was the perspective? Whatever it might be. I sold off those books many years ago because I, I was living too mobile. I didn't have the room to set them up, and I was basically moving them in boxes and then not having a place to store them. It was getting pretty cumbersome, and so I wound up selling those books, and I kept a handful of them. And a handful of the books, some of the ones that I kept, were history books because my grandfather had always been of the opinion that history is one of the subjects that gets screwed with the most. And he would show me that over time with a book from this era, a book from this era, and a book from this era. And their presentation of even the same, say, empire or uh, feudal system, whatever it might be, that the opinion of the author or the editorial board that was doing it could really read into it a totally different angle than... The, the next editorial board or author who wrote that history book uh, 60 years later, 150 years later, 200 years later, whatever it was. And he wanted me to see that, and I'm glad that he showed it to me because it, it helped me to understand that's probably where I started to get a glimpse of how easy it is to be deceived. It wasn't long after that that I told God that I was among the deceived. It was easy for me to admit And I didn't have a problem with holding that position because I knew it would take him to help me to discern truth and to skim off speculation so that I might get to at least whatever bit of truth I could get my hands on. The mud flood thing I mentioned in uh, one or two episodes ago, I think the mud flood thing is readily apparent. There is something that happened across the world. There was magnificent structures, architecture built. Those aren't even arguable to me. Like, you can still look at this stuff. You can go and see it. I, I go and see it with my own eyes. I can look at old photographs of incredible structures, a gob of incredible structures. And a lot of those photographs, at least based on some of them I've looked for, they seem to be like publisher, you know, peer-reviewed research that contradicts a narrative that it disappears over time. And that PDF of that scan that you found that was archived in that CDC or university website, suddenly that one's gone. There's plenty of other ones, but that one is gone. The one that had a contradictory finding based on the research. 
So the mud flood thing, I, I understand. And I, maybe I, I think maybe mud flood is not necessarily the best term, but somebody had to come up with something and I commend them for it. Like it is kind of like mud just washed in. And, and, and I don't know that it really was that simple. Maybe it was. As I grew up, a fan of history and digging through old history books and digging through archived material, looking for things that other people, their worldview would not permit it to be real or exist. And I would then furnish evidence directly out of the library there at the university and prove it exactly like this. These aren't my word. This is what disorganization or whatever that doesn't exist See, I didn't make this up. They're, this is their publication. Even though they don't exist, they have a worldwide publication. It's not widely circulated, but it's here at our library. And there's archived copies of it, too. And those are tend to be the little juicier ones when they weren't so guarded. And people would argue with me till they were blue in the face, telling me that I was crazy. Even though I was sitting there looking at a publication of theirs, inciting the very words inside their own publication. None of that was my that, none of that was my doing. I was simply bringing attention to something that I saw as destructive to the future of our country and and destructive or corrosive to our sense of being united in the states of America. Well, that has certainly panned out over time and I was the crazy one. I got severely lectured and threatened to be kicked out of the university by the president of the university himself in his office. The problem is he didn't have grounds to kick me out. He just didn't like the fact that I was in the archives digging stuff up, not using opinion, not using conjecture. I was supporting what I was asking around on the campus with the documentation, firsthand, primary source documents that were irrefutable unless we were living in la-la land, some kind of imaginary fantasy land. They weren't my books. They were those. They were this. It's so funny. The school saw fit to subscribe to them, but I was being reprimanded for actually citing those materials. When the mud flood discussion started happening, I don't remember when. It seems like it was about three years ago. This is uh, we just started into 2024. It's, it's the first week of January right now of 2024. At least for me, it seems as if Tartaria popped in out of nowhere. Like it literally halo jumped out of the sky. And then a little bit after that, all these maps start showing up. Like old maps. Oh, here's a, here's a dozen maps from 1538. Or here's four maps from 1703. They weren't in circulation. Like I, there's something that's making my, it's throwing my radar off. It is the sudden discussion about Tartaria, which ironically is not in my history books from the 1800s, there's no mention of that empire. Even in the maps, there's no mention of it. There's no names that are similar. Now, there is on Wikipedia. I just pulled it up on my phone just out of kicks and giggles before I started this. I was like, ah, let's see who's talking about Tartaria. Well, like wiki history or something like that, updated five hours ago. Oh, they talk about Tartaria and these ancient empire, this ancient empire, as if it's Tartaria, even though the Tatars were there, but it's Tartars. I, Wikipedia updated a week ago. But there's, I mean, I wouldn't trust either of those sources any, any more than I would trust a used car salesman not to touch my sister 
I mean, no offense to you. If you sell used cars, I appreciate you. That's a hard living to make. It's just a generic slam, not against you particularly. But where did all these maps come from? You know, I've lived on the fringe. I've, I've studied a lot of history. I have looked at a lot of old history stuff. I've looked at a lot of old maps. I don't recognize any of the maps that are popping up all over the place. And it makes me wonder, like, if all these maps, where are they coming from? Is there any chance they're being drafted, artistically rendered, produced, and then being left where they can be found, being painted as some kind of, you know, lost archived artifact somewhere? Because it seems like there's just a gob of maps now that show some kind of Tartarian empire. I don't know if there was or there wasn't. There isn't in any of my old history books that I'm looking through. There's no mention of them. And I'm not saying that Tatars didn't exist because they did. But the whole Tartaria thing, to me, it's readily obvious there was a, there was what appears to be a unified empire around the world. And I would go back to the episode I just did, arguing that it may be Jesus's millennial reign. It could be possibly the Roman Empire we've been deceived about. I have artifacts from Tennessee that nobody wants to talk to me about. Pretty sure because they're Roman artifacts. It's the wrong place to have Roman artifacts. And so nobody will talk to me. I know that there were Viking artifacts taken out of where I found the Roman artifacts. It's just bizarre. There shouldn't be Viking artifacts in Tennessee. There shouldn't be Roman artifacts in Tennessee. That conflicts with the narrative. Therefore, let's not have a discussion. Let's just not talk about it. And so I've, I've grown used to this over the years, this denial, this, this cognitive dissonance that we are so good at because we feel threatened when the tiniest little thing casts a shadow that looks big. And the shadow's not going to hurt us. It's just something to discuss. So I, I really am curious as I see, I just started, like I started watch. I take all that stuff with a grain of sand, like grain of salt. Like, oh, here's three cool maps that showed up like suddenly from 1400s. Okay, and this is by, so where have these been hidden? Like in French classrooms? Like nobody's talked about these. Like, I've never heard of Tartaria or a Tartarian empire. And not that it would be impossible to keep that, keep me from knowing that. But why don't even I have a vague memory of it? Why is there no mention of it in my old history books? The only place I find Tartaria mentioned is since about the time that the whole fear campaign of COVID started. Back in late 2019. That seems to be where it started. And there's something inside of me that smells deception or uh, something that is a deception. It, I guess that's what it is. And I think it's a it, – I don't know if it's spinning reality. I know that, that those old structures, mo a lot of them are still visible. You can go see them. There's a lot of old photographs of old structures that are incredible. There's buildings all over the world that are unexplainably deep in the dirt. They would never be built like that. Something existed that we can observe. So is it that people started observing this? Or no, it's not that people started observing it. It's that people started talking about it. And now you've got the ability to talk all over the world, exchange pictures and stuff like that, which if you're young, that seems normal, but it's relative. It's quite new in the world, the ability to do that. To be able to disseminate information, photographs, and get in a discussion with somebody all over the world, with people all over the world in minutes, that's new. 
Okay, in the scheme of even my short life, that's a new thing. But this sudden influx of Tartaria maps and Tartarian empire and Tartarian technology, it seems like a, a chance to misguide. Like, why does it have to be Tartarian? Like, why can't it just be an old empire? Like, what, what makes it Tartarian? That's the part that confuses me. I still don't really find that explained. Like, so have we already accepted something that may have been slipped in as a device to deceive us? We've now accepted that name to generalize something that summarizes the technology, the old buildings, the magnificent structures around the world, the mud flood, kind of encompass the whole thing. Like, in embracing the word Tartaria, have we already demonstrated how quickly we can be deceived? I don't know. I'm just staggered by the absence of it in my old history books. And maybe that's another mind screw. But basically, that's what I smell, and I have been for the last three years or so, smelling like this mind screw. Like, where do I, it's just this flood of maps. And I'm like, I've looked at so many old maps, and I've never seen any of these. And so, what, until three years ago? Where were the maps that showed Tartaria? I mean, so they were all in what? Secret vaults in the Vatican basement? So wherever they were hidden or kept, who is suddenly deciding to flood the market? Who's flooding social media with these ancient maps revealed? Because anytime I've wanted to look at maps, even old maps, all I had to do is figure out where they were kept. That's it. And it depended. I mean, actually, a lot of university libraries had impressive collections of old maps. And in, geographically, I may have to travel a little bit because that's an original copy of a map or that's a really expensive copy of this map. And I was welcome to go look at it. I was welcome to go look at their old books. It wasn't kept in a vault. It wasn't kept away from people. But now there just seems to be this flood of information about Tartaria and a flood of old maps that seem to focus on Tartaria. I really can't help but ask the question, where did it all suddenly come from? And is this nothing but a chance to try to derail and control the narrative, the direction of thought, as people take what is readily observable and start building a story from what they can readily observe or gather? Is this an attempt, like attacking something from the flank, to introduce a narrative, kind of like a splinter under the skin, no, it's not going to make you collapse. It's just something that you just slip in. You just start bringing this Tartarian old map stuff in, and you can steer the narrative. Let's steer it away from mud flood. Tell you what, let's steer it away from asking questions like where the orphan trains came from, where are these families that control things, where they came to power from, especially if it could have anything to do with anything in the Bible. Let's steer it away from that. The Tartarians, let's call them that. We're going to make it the Tartarian Empire. This is all their structure. This is what they inspired the world to do. And I can't even verify that they existed. Not saying they didn't, but can you verify they exist? Like, what evidence do you have that they, they, they really existed? I mean, I understand the Tatars, and there's a lot of people, like in Asia. But I don't see that ever until three or four years ago presented to some worldwide empire. There's just something that doesn't fit. I don't know what it is. I'm going to leave this one at that and I'll catch you on the next one.